చదువుతున్నాం శ్రీమద్ భగవతం దిస్ ఇస్ క్యాండ్రో లెవెన్ పార్ట్ టూ చాప్టర్ ట్వంటీ సెవెన్ దిస్ ఈజ్ అ న్యూ చాప్టర్ లాస్ట్ టైమ్ వీ హ్యాడ్ కంప్లీటెడ్ చాప్టర్ ట్వంటీ సిక్స్ చాప్టర్ ట్వంటీ సెవెన్ ఈజ్ కాల్డ్ లార్డ్ కృష్ణాస్ ఇన్స్ట్రక్షన్స్ ఆన్ ద ప్రోసెస్ ఆఫ్ డేటీ వర్షిప్ దిస్ చాప్టర్ ఈజ్ అబౌట్ ఎవ్రీబడి గోస్ టు ద టెంపుల్స్ అండ్ ఎవ్రీబడి గోస్ ఫార్ వర్షిప్ and worship in our world is always about how we carry on with our devotional activities to the deities so what we are going to do over here is understand that particular part so shrimad bhagavatam canto 11 part 2 chapter 27 the process of deity worship verse 1 shri uddhava said my dear lord o master of the devotees please explain to me the prescribed method of worshiping you in your deity form what are the qualifications of those devotees who worship the deity on what basis is such worship established and what is the specific method of worship now this is something which we also want to know the question which uddhava has asked is after listening to the entire uddhava gita the last portion is that krishna has told him that finally i am everything wherever you go whatever you do you are worshiping me only so the way of worship how the processes and what are the procedures involved is what we have to find out and that is the reason why he is asking for the particular methodology all the great sages repeatedly declared that such worship brings the greatest benefit possible in human life this is the opinion of narad muni the great vyasdev and my own spiritual master lord brahaspati so now krishna is explaining to uddhava what is he saying that even the sages everybody who is concerned they have also said the same thing there is a way of doing a worship wherein you can get benefits now benefits in human life are naturally material worldly benefits and the second aspect is the spiritual benefits so what are the material worldly benefits and what are the spiritual benefits so we have to know that so he says narada now why is narada's name taken over here narada's name is taken over here because narada is the highest devotee of the lord if you remember narada keeps on saying narayan narayan all the time as a side snippet a small story of narada to start the day now narada is supposed to be the highest devotee of the lord and he keeps on saying the name of narayana who is narayana by the way narayana is the supreme unmanifest the unmanifest that means before the manifestation is formed whatever is happening that means the deification happens crystallization happens you know what crystallization is now when the vapor turns water vapor turns into water and then from water to ice there is a particular portion i'm sure you have seen certain uh, youtube videos where what they do is they take water 
Hmm? And they keep it in the fridge for some time without shaking. And when they take out the water at a certain temperatures, you will find that it looks like water and then you give it a slight shake and the entire thing starts becoming ice. You know, the whole water inside the bottle starts becoming ice. That is that particular moment in time. Hmm? Now you have also heard of the sublimation of camphor. Camphor sublimes into gas straight away. Correct? So if you burn camphor, suddenly there is gas over there. That means it evaporates. It goes away somewhere. It doesn't become liquid. Hmm? So that is called the process of sublimation. In the same way, that particular point in time where the vapor becomes water or the water becomes ice, that point in time, that one dot, that is the unmanifest form which becomes manifest. I hope you understood. When Krishna takes the form of Narayana, that Narayana is the form which is actually formless, unmanifest and then suddenly it takes a form. Got it? Like I have explained to you. Now, Narada was wishing on Narayana all the time, saying Narayana, 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 Narayana and he kept on doing the japa of the name of the Lord. So, one day it so happened that he goes to meet Narayana, Krishna and he asks him that, Dear Lord, can you tell me who is the highest devotee of yours? So, Krishna tells him, the highest devotee is that farmer on earth. There is one farmer, he is the highest devotee. Now, naturally, Narada is very intrigued and he says, how can it be? I take the name of the Lord continuously. How can it be? So, he is refusing to believe that. So, what he does? He goes down to earth to visit this particular farmer. And he is in his invisible form listening to this man continuously. Okay? So, when the man gets up in the morning, he just takes the name of the Lord once. Then, he does his daily ablutions, goes to the field. After he finishes his work in the field and he is sitting down to eat his food, at that time he takes the name of the Lord and at the end of the day when he is going to sleep, after a full day of hectic activity, he takes the name of the Lord. So, Narada comes back to Narayana and says, how can he be the greatest devotee because he has taken the name of the Lord only three times in a day? So, the Lord says, see, Narada, I have a very, very important job for you just now, okay? This job is so very important, you be careful with it, okay? So, Narada is very much, yes, yes, Lord, tell me what am I supposed to do? See, it gives him a, a pitcher of oil, a jar full of oil and he says, take this oil and take a round of the earth, go round the earth and come back. Not one drop should fall. Remember this, not one drop should fall. 
So Narada carefully carries that and goes on his journey. And after some time returns back to Narayana and says, Here Narayana, I have, I have finished this activity. Now here is the oil. So Narayana asked him, Did you drop any oil? He says, No, no, no. You have given me the job. I was very careful. I didn't even spill one bit also. So Narayana says, You are a great guy. Then what happens? Then he says, Now please answer my question. I asked you, how is it that that fellow took the name of your name only three times? But I take your name 24 bar 7. Why is it that I am not a great devotee and he is a great devotee? So Narayana looks at him and asks him, When you are carrying the jar of oil, did you take my name even once? He says, no. How can I take? You had given me the job of taking, carrying that pitcher of oil and I in here told me not a drop should fall. So I was being very careful while traversing this entire world. So I, I couldn't take your name because I was busy doing your work. So then Krishna tells him, Krishna Narayana tells him, see that farmer on earth is also doing the work which I have told him to do. And at least while doing his work, he takes my name three times. And you carried that pitcher of oil the whole time and did not even take my name. He is also doing my job, isn't it? He is also doing the job which I have told him to do. So this is the story of Narada. Okay, to start the day with. <laughs> so I hope you understood what it means. Even in the worst circumstances, don't forget the name of the Lord. Got it? So, Krishna is saying, Narada, who is one of the greatest devotee of mine, that is his opinion. Then the great Vyasdev. Vyasdev is the person who has dictated this particular, this entire volumes that we are reading of Srimad Bhagavatam was dictated to his son. And we are listening from his son, isn't it? Hmm? Sukhdev. Then, then my own spiritual master, Brahaspati, the master of all this knowledge is called Brahaspati. Brahaspati is the teacher of the gods. Okay, Teacher of gods. Alright, so Krishna is telling them, now this is what has happened. O most magnanimous Lord, the instructions on the process of deity worship first emanated from your lotus mouth. Then they were spoken by the great Lord Brahma to his sons, headed by Brigo, and by Lord Shiva to his wife Parvati. This process is accepted by and appropriated for all the occupational and the spiritual orders of the society. Therefore, I consider worship of your you in your deity form to be the most beneficial of all spiritual practices even for women and shudras. Now, this is a very, very important line. <laughs> the last punchline is something which we have to think about. Why women and shudras? It is there even in the Bhagavad Gita. So, I will explain to you once I start with this line. Okay. So, what is he saying? First time, who has described what should be done? Now, naturally, when the Lord was creating this universe, He has put certain laws and rules and regulations in place. Isn't it? Now, before I do anything, let us say there is a 
procession going to happen or there is a puja going to happen or there is an activity that is going to happen. Now, let us say there is a big activity, there is a celebration. If you have to do any celebration, don't you do preparations? Say, before I started this particular satsang, I gave an idea, how do you do the noise control? So, I put the headphones and I gave it to people over here saying, listen carefully. Even if I drag a finger across, now if I, if I turn the page like this, can you hear the sound in YouTube like this? No, you can't hear it that loudly. But when this microphone is there, can you hear it very loudly? Yes, once we upload that particular audio, naturally you will hear a loud noise. Why? Though it was so low. Why is that? So, it is very, very important that it should be silent, isn't it? Even the whirring, even any kind of sound can create. So, this is preparation, a preparatory methods, a way of doing things. So, when we do any activity, there are always some rules and regulations to be put in place. Correct? Now, if you have to create a YouTube video of cookery, do you think you are going to, oh, let us go to the market and buy things when you are shooting or you have to get it first? Naturally, you have to get it first. If you have to go for a movie, are you going to go there at the last minute and see whether the tickets are available or you have an app in which you will do the booking? Naturally, you will do the booking so that you can get good seats, isn't it? So, there is always some preparation. In the same way, the Lord has created a ground. Before you do anything, you should always ask for the rules in that particular domain. So, what is it that needs to be done? Some people have the habit of flouting the rules. You know, flouting the rules means? Now, think about it. In India, a man crosses the railway line and jumps to the other platform. You know? When, if you have seen those who have traveled by trains, you know how they, they will not take the footboard, that particular footbridge. On the contrary, they will jump across the railway line, cross a number of railway lines and then come onto the other platform. Is that a done thing? What are the basic rules? The basic rules are follow a particular path. That means go up to the footboard, you know, that, uh, sorry, the footbridge climb across and come on to the other side. Even on the roads, have you seen jaywalking? People will walk from the middle of the road. Why? Because we are like that only. We say, you know, in India, we are like that only. <laughs> you will find that people will eat pan. They will spit all over the town. I mean, do you like it? No. What are the rules? Are they written down somewhere? In India, we have to write them down. Do not spit and people will spit on that. Isn't it? I mean, we are used to those kind of things. But actually the rule says, don't spit. Hmm? Then, why are these rules in place? These rules are in place for 
proper management of things. Correct? So, for anything to happen in a particular way, you need to have a certain set of rules, guidances in place. So, for the sake of prayers also, when you pray, you need to have a certain systems in place. Okay? Now, why are these systems in place? Because you have to follow it in a particular manner. One step, second step, third step, fourth step, fifth step, like that stepwise. So, who has created the first rule? Naturally, the person who created this universe, he will definitely put the rules in place, isn't it? Just imagine, today is supposed to be a full moon day and the moon says, I am going to take a hike, you know, I am going to go across to the Mars and I am going to see what is happening over there. And the moon travels all the way to Mars and we don't have a full moon. So, where is the moon gone? He has gone, he has taken the, you know, a ride to the Mars. Is it correct? No. Tomorrow the sun says, I will switch off my gas. <laughs> you know, the whole world will be in ruins, isn't it? Suppose the sun is not burning bright. Then what happens? You have a problem. You know, in Bangalore where we face water shortages, if two days water don't come, doesn't come, then what happens? <laughs> you have a big problem on hand. Right? So, exactly the reason why the rules are in place for all human activities, whether one likes it or not, we have to follow systems. Right? So, for prayers also, there are systems. So, who has given the instructions? Who is the person who has set this process? The first one for deity worship has come from the lotus mouth of the Lord. So, the Lord himself has given the rules. Then they were spoken by great Lord Brahma to his sons. So, he passed on the rules to the creator. The next person is called the creator. He's like, you have heard your rules, how to live in this world from your mother and father, isn't it? How many times your mom has come and said, clean the room, do this, do that. Has your mom told you this? Hmm? Right. So, here in our place, don't drag the chair, don't make the noise. <laughs> Why is that? Because it disturbs somebody else. Right. So, the rules are there, regulations, some set things are there. So, that has come from the Lord. Now, it was given to the person who is called creator. And the creator then gave it to his sons. Who are his sons? You remember the four uh, people? Huh? Right? And after that, it came to Narada and so on and so forth. On the other hand, the teacher of the Lord, he has got it, Braspati. Then, Munis, the people who regulate it. If I, if I write the constitution of any country, don't I need somebody to manage the constitutional authority who somebody has to manage it, isn't it? I have the penal laws, you know, the criminal laws. I need some police to manage it, isn't it? Why? Otherwise, who is going to take care? So, there are systems where there should be controls. Now, controls are important. Right? So, controlling the particular activity is important. 
people feel that there should be no control. Can you drive from the right side of the road in India? No, you have to drive from the left side. Now, suppose you start driving from the right, what is going to happen? You will meet with an accident. So, the rules have been written because you should not get into trouble. So, human beings should always follow a set of rules, right? So, <clears throat> Lord Shiva has given it to Parvati. Why Parvati? Why Lord Shiva giving rules to Parvati? Have you understood? Why is it that Lord Shiva has to give power to Parvati? Parvati is Prakriti, a kind which creates. She is called the creatrix, the energy which creates. Kalima, you know those different different forms of Parvati you have heard of. Huh? You have also heard of Durga. The Durga form, she has got all the energies in her. Right? Before Durga, what was she? Ordinary. Right? Before you become the king, you are a nobody. Okay? Now, what was Shahrukh Khan before he became the great actor? A nobody. Right? Rajini sir before he became nobody? People just knew him as an ordinary person, right? So, before you become somebody, you are an ordinary person. So, same way, before the deity becomes the deity with all the pluses that are there, that means all the form factors and all the energies put together, energies means potencies, right? All the potencies coming together. Then only she is called Durga. Correct? I hope you understood that. So, Parvati was told by her husband, that is Shivji. He is the third, Triune. Which one? The destroyer. This process is accepted and appropriate of all occupational and spiritual orders of society. Now, this particular process which we are going to talk about is right across the board, it is accepted. It has to be accepted. Right? Why it needs to be accepted? Just think about it. Tomorrow, if one country doesn't issue passports and says, from tomorrow onwards, no passports, can the person of that country travel anywhere abroad? No, cannot. Tomorrow you don't get a driving license. Without driving license, can you take your car out? No. So, there are specific rules, isn't it? So, this process is accepted and appropriate and the right kind of a process. Therefore, I consider worship of you in your deity form to be the most beneficial of all spiritual practices, even for women and shudras. Now, why is it important to have a form? It is important to have a form. Correct? Why is it important to have a form? Because without the form, how will you know what it is? Do you remember as a child, as a child, remember, think, as a child, did you play a game called house? 
a make-believe game called house and you had an entire you know kitchen stuff a cup and a saucer and a, you know all those things you remember and what did you do so someone was the wife someone was the husband somebody was the children and like that everybody all the children when they got together they played house now in that game of house then the person will take the kettle and will pour like this in a cup which is a small tiny cup you know and say drink that tea and so you will do a make believe action mm, isn't tea so nice isn't it it's a make believe way isn't it so now do you understand why is form important otherwise what will you pray to <laughs> so is it like drinking just like that with nothing in the cup it's not correct no as as you grew tomorrow i'll give you an empty cup and say okay you drink from this cup and there is nothing in it you won't like it isn't it so form is important so you need to have that cup of tea inside that tea cup so that you can drink it properly and then you can say yes i have drunk the tea right exactly like that so deity worship why is it important without the worship of the deity you won't understand so you need a form now i am i'm going to ask all the young women over here hey, you see you have read all these beautiful books huh as a youngster 14 15 16 17 years old all the harlequin romances all the mills and boons i'm sure you have done all that okay i like a tall dark handsome guy tell me how does your tall dark handsome look like you know nobody can actually fixate on how does this tall dark handsome guy looks like then you will give me oh he looks like brad pitt no 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 maybe he looks like george clooney no 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 maybe he looks like tom cruise oh but he may be the thor you know huh? some people will say no 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 i don't like that thor guy i like <laughs> i like the guy who acted as his you know his brother <laughs> so are you not talking about a form you are definitely talking about a form okay i am an alien how does an alien look like please go and ask all these steven spielbergs and every other person on earth how does an alien look like what is an alien according to them it is their own creation their own minds creation they have created an object you know with that jadu you remember in the indian movie jadu like that You created that jadoo character exactly like ET extraterrestrial. How does that extraterrestrial look like? He's got a bald head. He's got something sticking off from his head, maybe. But till you don't have a form, how will you understand? Hmm? Till you don't see the form of a ghost, you won't know there is a ghost, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that so you need a form for everything so deity is a form f o r m it's a kind of a manifest form right so why is it important if i have to pray to krishna how does krishna look like by the way nobody has any clue okay nobody has any clue now do you remember what this particular form is called supreme highest divine godly manifest okay 
supreme divine unmanifest supreme divine manifest form it is the unmanifest or the manifest whichever one that you want but it is supreme the highest divine form so i need to have a highest divine form so how does the highest divine form look like we are going to understand in this chapter all right so now when we come to the last portion of this verse what does it say even for women and shudra i mean naturally the women over here will definitely feel what do you mean by that you are classifying us amongst okay some caste no i will give you an idea about it even in army do you have ranks definitely you have ranks in the police do you have ranks does it mean that the smallest the guy who is the lowest guy over there may be a constable may be a detective may be i don't know a, in an army a army officer some a soldier not a commander not a general but a soldier a plain soldier with no stars or nothing like that over here is he not human of course he is human i we can't have alien over there okay we have only human <laughs> so we have a human soldier but is he not a man or a woman of course he is a man or a woman then why is there a hierarchy of ranks over there there is a hierarchy isn't it there is a captain huh? there is a major i don't know there may be generals various ranks are there even in school in in your school also don't you have prefects or you have monitors in class somebody is there to mind the class isn't it so minding the class somebody has been given a position and that person is slightly higher than the regular people right so in the hierarchy of things hierarchy of things somebody has to be down there somebody has to be up there something like that so what does it mean that an a plain soldier cannot become a general he has got all the chances in the world isn't it nobody says he doesn't have so whether it is a man a woman or whatever the other things are concerned they all have been created like that now if you recollect when when the term shudra came into the picture i said working class i never called that person as a low caste by the way caste systems and all we cannot talk about in today's day and age why it's not a done thing right in the same way i cannot say woman i can definitely say somebody who is lower down in the hierarchy so let us accept these two terms as somebody lower down in the hierarchy women i shall i will not consider as a lower down in the hierarchy because just before i started this particular verse i gave you the example of durga i said durga without powers correct she is an ordinary person an ordinary deity but when she is given all the powers right now just imagine maybe an ordinary person you know before the people create the ad campaign 
if you look at that person walking down the street, will you recognize the person without makeup? Of course not. I still remember going to the top model of India, I mean Indian model, way back in time. I went to her house and uh, I did not recognize her at all because she was wearing house clothes, you know, <laughs> clothes which you wear at, at home. And I had gone to her house and uh, I said, your face looks very familiar. <laughs> Can you imagine me going to this, the number top, the number one model of India and I am telling her, your face looks familiar. I think I have seen it somewhere. So when she took me in the drawing room, the entire drawing room was filled with all her pictures. You know, all the beautifully shot pictures with all those, you know, uh, soaps and this and that. Naturally, they shoot pictures. And then I looked at those pictures and I said, oh, is that you? Naturally, that was her. <laughs> I got a shock of my life. So it's the same thing, you know. If you meet the people without makeup, you cannot understand who they are. Imagine tomorrow Shahrukh Khan is sitting next to you in the seat until he doesn't do Kiran, I think you will not understand that. <laughs> that is Shahrukh Khan, isn't it? I mean, think, think about it. Or maybe Amitabh Bachchan is sitting like this. You know that 102 is there. Hmm? He is sitting like an old man with a wig. And then he, hello. Or, you know, the only when he starts speaking that you will say, oh my God, Amitabh Bachchan is sitting next to me. <laughs> so, it's exactly like that. Think, Durga. Now, Durga is ordinary deity till all the weapons and all the powers are given to her. The moment all the powers come in place. Do you know when Durga is felicitated? You put a nice sari on her, beautiful tikka, all gold jewelry and stuff like that. Those who have gone to Calcutta, have you seen how they dress her up? Hmm? During the festival? And with all those hands, with all those weapons and stuff like that? She looks grand, isn't it? Exactly like that. So, we were talking about people with, without makeup, and then with makeup, right? Something like that. O Lotus Eyed One, O Supreme Lord of all the Lords of the Universe, please explain to your devoted servant the means of liberation from the bondage of work. Now, we have to understand why and how this entire thing works. So, please tell me how this works. You know, how I can get out of doing this mundane job. Mundane job means what? Getting up in the morning, having a cup of tea, coffee or whatever that is there, breakfast, taking a bath, going to work, coming back again, tired and then you have some activities. Oh, I come to see you. How are you? Fine. Thank you. Then you go back home, dead tired. <sighs> And you'll go and maybe, you know, eat what is there in the fridge. And you feel, you know, I don't want to make anything. And your fridge is the only place you read most, by the way. Why? Because the big important word over there is, I am tired. Isn't that the word that you use? I am tired. I don't know what I'm going to eat today. Isn't it? So, this is what happens to us. So, when... You do these mundane activities, that's daily stuff. What is the daily stuff that you do? Ask someone who is married and with children, that person will tell you. Okay, 
Uh, if they are having children who are school going, uh, then then that activity is like nobody's business. It is from one part of the day to the end of the day, it is run, 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 run. You ask that mother, does she have any time? Where do I have the time? After I drop the kids to school, I have to go to the mall, I have to get this grocery. After the grocery, I have to come back home, then I have to cook the meal, then I have to do this, then I have to do that. So, what about the haircut that you are supposed to have? Maybe next week. Maybe next week. <laughs> she has no time even for a haircut. It's okay, it's okay. I, I can make do with what I have. Huh? So, a mother who is running around from pillar to post, you know, full day. She has no time even on a Saturday and a Sunday. Let me tell you this much also. Saturday and Sunday, oh, he has called some people from his office. Ah, we are driving down to this place. Is it that so? So, there is no time. So, what is he saying over here? How do you get out of these mundane activities? These are called absolutely crappy activities that we do the whole time. We have been doing it from the beginning of our life. Isn't it? Can you say tomorrow, I am not going to brush my teeth the whole day? Can you do that? Say for yourself. <laughs> yeah, one day you will say, I will not take a bath. But say I will not go and brush my teeth. <laughs> See, you have a problem there, isn't it? So, these are absolutely boldum type of activities that you do, isn't it? So, what is he saying? Can you please explain to me how do you I get out of this bold life of mine? Every day doing the same thing. Over and over and over and over and over again. Going to work, coming back home, tired. You know all that, you know how you know how the minions will say? Banana is <laughs> <He's> like that. <laughs> so it's in the same way, you know. You also do that banana thing every day. What to do? So we are just like a parrot in a cage. You know, there is a parrot in a cage. And the parrot only sits on that and keeps on nodding his head. Hmm? It's only when he is given some feed that he is a little bit happy. The rest of the day he is just eating, sometimes on one leg, sometimes on the other leg. He has nothing else to do. But in the So, we human beings are exactly like a trapped bird. We are doing the same thing which the parrot in a cage does every single day of our life. So, this is the reason why it is important to listen to the words of the Lord in this case. What can we do to get out of this humdrum life of ours? The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, My dear Uddhava, there is no end to the innumerable Vedic prescriptions for executing deity worship. So, I shall explain this topic to you briefly, one step at a time. How many ways of getting out of it? Many ways, right? So, deity worship can be done in many forms, many ways. But I am going to explain to you systematically, step by step, one by one, what you got to do 
in a particular format. So please do that. One should carefully worship me by selecting one of the three methods by which I receive sacrifice, Vedic, Tantric or mixed. We are introduced here to one subject which is new to this particular forum. So, Krishna is saying, please select one of the three methods. Right? So, what are those methods? First one is Vedic. The Vedas are the written or the unwritten rule book, isn't it? There is a rule book that is written. You can do like this. Now, many a times people will ask me, why am I saying something about deity worship? Whereas, deities are supposed to be, when we worship the deities, it is, we are talking to somebody much lower in order. Isn't that what we will say? And there will be a lot of y'all over here who have this objection, but you have to give me the benefit of the doubt till the end of this chapter. Okay? I will definitely explain that to you. Just now keep the question to yourself. First, let us go through this trail. Okay. So, what is the first thing? Vedic worship. Vedic worship means what is prescribed in the Vedas in our past. Somebody had a written or an unwritten law. How do you follow that? So, that is the first one. Second one is Tantric worship. Now, Tantra is a subject which is a little bit tough for those devotees to understand. Tantra is a form of a spiritual, you know, learning which has been taught by Shivji. Remember Shivji we mentioned in the last previous verse to his wife. In current day and age, in the current day and age, that is today, Kal Yuga, where man doesn't give a damn about anything in the world. Think about it. If he is told, get some fresh water, do you think he is going to get fresh water? He will open the tap in his house and get that water, isn't it? Do you think that is fresh water? It is lying in the tank upstairs and then <laughs> it has come down to you after a time. It is not fresh water. They say, get pure water. He will go and open a bottle of Kinley or Aquafina or something like that. Okay, this is pure water. According to us, pure water means that. Pure water is called Ganga water. So, he will say, okay, there is a local Ganga water available. Somebody has bottled that water, I will get it for you. Sir, that bottle has been bottled, you know, maybe six months or one year ago. Huh? And it has passed through machinery and it has been packaged and given to you. No, it is absolutely pure. Purified water is very strange, you know. I will tell you a little bit of purification and you are going to get a shock of your life. 
you take plain water hmm? you know there is one thing which we use which is called the cow urine have you heard of cow urine yes <laughs> put a little bit of it in that and then that becomes pure oh my god how can i <laughs> water which is put a little bit of cow urine become pure is it that how you will think yeah but that was what was prescribed and that is what is accepted that can purify the water that way or the water which is used for sacrificial purposes is a purified water so i will come to it later okay when we are doing the sacrifice at that point in time what is the purified water we call it tirtha tirtha means after the oblations have been done in every temple when you visit a temple do you go and ask for a little water in your right hand eh right you go over there and you say please give me that little water in the church also you will find that when you enter the church on the left or the right hand side there is a place where they have the holy water over there that you do a you know sign of a cross over there you know put it on your eyes definitely there is isn't it and when the priest does showering like this what does he do he is purified water after it is offered to the lord after doing all the oblations then the water gets purified i hope you understood that much right that is pure water so we have to understand what is this purification so the process so we were talking about tantra so tantra in the kali yuga how does a person reach the state of enlightenment what is the process can he use the techniques which were used by the ancients no so you need to use modern techniques now modern techniques means well there are a lot of things in the modern techniques some things which you can actually do by means of meditation by dhyana you know all those kind of things are also there isn't it by prayer so on and so forth but there is a person who says i need to have my tipple you know i want to drink and then you tell me whatever i got to do i will do have you have you met drivers of of cars and uh, trucks and buses who will first say you know first i'll take a little drink and then i will drive drink and drive actually you are not supposed to drink and drive but these people definitely drink and drive otherwise they cannot keep the steering wheel in hand you know that no i'm sure you know that you have gone on long distance journeys the person needs to have a little even a pilot is not supposed to have but you know there are <laughs> you need that little so in current day and age when a man is evolved in all wrongful activities he is drinking smoking doing this doing that so how do you use those methods to reach god to reach enlightenment so 
there is a right path, the right way of avoiding all these things and there is a wrong path also. The wrong path is called Vam Marg, that is left-handed approach. You know left hand in India, why we use right hand and left hand? You know that or you don't know that? We use right hand for eating, isn't it? In India, everybody eats by hand. Mudi, mm. right? <laughs> but with the left hand, we don't eat with our left hand. Why? Left hand is used for the purposes of cleaning your ass. Isn't it? All the dirty work is done by the left hand. <laughs> so, we don't use the left hand. So, there is an approach which is called the left-handed approach. The same question was asked to Ramakrishna Paramahansa. And Ramakrishna Paramahansa gave a very beautiful explanation to this. Why do we need to have this left-handed path and right-handed path and this and that? The question was asked to him. So, he said, do you know a house has many entrances? A house has many entrances. The first one is the right entrance from where you enter, straight right up in front. Then there is a side gate. Sometimes the entrance is from the toilet also, isn't it? You know, in some houses the toilets have a door which goes outside the house. Two doors, one which is opening inwards and one which is opening outwards. So, he says coming inside the house you can come from any path. So, this left-handed approach is, say, he described it as coming via the toilet door, through the door you know, from that side. So, coming inside the house. So, knowing spirituality through any path. So, Tantra, one of the worst kind of approaches is this also. It is called the warm mark. It is a left-handed path. So, you drink, <laughs> use all the four prohibited stuff. What are the four prohibited stuff? By the way, this is only for knowledge purposes. Please, the, you know, I have to give a punchline at the bottom. Please do not use it. Please do not. <laughs> because it is not good. I would rather, you know, that uh, the warning, you know, which is given at the bottom of the cigarette pack. You know, smoking is injurious to health. It will lead you to cancer, something like that. So, please don't use this path, but I am just giving it for understanding purposes. So, four things which are to be used in that particular path. One is drinks. So, you use bottle of liquor. Mm. Then, meat. Meat, all kinds of meat, right? Any kind of meat that is there. What do you eat? Chicken, mutton, whatever you want. Okay, that. Third one, drugs. All these are bad activities, isn't it? So, right from the lowest category. Lowest category would be what? All those pills that you get. Hmm? Reminds you of Sia? Huh? Color pills tonight, like that. <laughs> pills? <laughs> to the highest. LSD, this, that, charas, gaja, whatever you name it. That is called drugs. And the last one is sex. <laughs> I am interested in all this. No, what do I do? Can I go, go to God? So, Shivji told his wife, you know, Parvati, yes, 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 for these kind of people also there is a methodology. So, this particular method is the left-handed path in Tantra. Okay? So, there is a good path and there is a 
supposedly a bad path. So that is there. Or mixed. Krishna is saying there is one more path. You can use a combination of all this. Put all this together and make a nice kichidi of it and eat it. Alright. So you can use devotional path. You can use path of knowledge. You can use path of... You know all those paths we have done in the Bhagavad Gita? What are the three paths that are mentioned or rather the four paths that are mentioned over there? First, Sankhya Yoga. Right? There is a path of knowledge. You have to understand knowledge and all that. Second one is Karma Yoga. And the third one is Bhakti Mark. Fourth one which is not mentioned over there but it is there. It is called Raj Yoga. Okay. So, these are the three paths which are mentioned over there. And then after that, Tantra. Now, can I do a combination of all these things? You have gone to a, you know, a shop where you are going to ice cream shop. You know, can I have this flavor? Can I have that flavor? Can I have that flavor? And can I have sprinkles on top also? Yes, yes, I love the sprinkles. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can I have that, you know, cocoa? I have what do you call that? Chocolate or poured on top? Hot chocolate on top. <laughs> I want all that. You have gone to a cake shop, you know what is going to happen to you, no? You know, all those beautiful colored cakes are lying over there. Yeah, you want to taste everything. So, if there is a person who wants to taste everything, for that person there is a mixed path. So, I hope you understood why so many paths are there. Right? So, Krishna is going to explain to us three paths. Okay? One is Vedic which is basically the ritualistic path which is prescribed in the books from ancient times. It is there written down somewhere. It may not have been written down but this is the method of following it. That is one, you know, going to temple, blah, 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 all that, right? Second one is Tantric. I have explained Tantra to you. And the third one is called Mixed. If I can combine a couple of them and maybe I can have. Hmm? So, all these three put together, so, are you going to eat vegetarian meal? Okay. Vegetarian is Vedic. V for V. Huh? Tantra. Non-vegetarian. Pure. <laughs> and mix means what? Sir, can I get some vegetarian and some non-veg? You know, the, the people who eat non-veg are the very smart people. You know the reason why? Because when they have a buffet, they will first go to all the non-vegetarian section and eat from there. And after that, they will go to the vegetarian section and say, Oh, this this uh, thing looks very nice. No, Can I take this also? Can I take this also? But you know, the poor vegetarian fellows, you know, they have a very big problem. They can't go to the non-vegetarian side. You know, the non-vegetarian side, they will not visit. <laughs> Why? That is a no-no. But the non-vegetarian fellow can visit the vegetarian side also. Now you understood how mixed came into the picture? A person who can use a combination of all this. So, we are going to stop over here. We have completed till verse 7 from the process of deity worship. And tomorrow, we will start from verse 8. So, a recap of what we have done. Canto 11, chapter 27. The process of deity worship. Today, what we learnt was, Uddhava is asking Krishna, How do I worship you in a particular way? So, Krishna is saying, I have a manifest form. You can worship the manifest form because without worshipping the manifest form, you won't understand anything. Correct? Otherwise, we will be drinking from, you know, that make-believe cup of tea. Right? 
So instead of that, let us have a real cup of tea. So understand that example. So having a real cup of tea, actually understanding the manifest form and then praying to him. So Krishna says there are three methodologies. Okay, One is the Vedic one, is the ancient one, the ritualistic one and the second one is the tantric one which I have explained to you related to the current yuga that is the Kali yuga, how do you worship God or you can use a combination of any of these things. So, we are going to stop over here. Thank you.